You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Rookie fatigue is over and dead because, gentlemen, we have landing spots. Finally, the NFL draft has happened. You know, we're going to talk about some things that we're happy about, not happy about. Um, but before we get into it, I want to introduce my faithful co-hosts. We got Chevin Nooney and Nate, the Professor Christian. Gentlemen, <laughs> did you enjoy the draft, Chev? Did you enjoy what the Bears did? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got to do some scouting on some D tackles, it looks like. But, you know, there's there one pick where we picked a safety over offensive lineman. That's my only regret at this moment. But it was a fun draft. We got some fun pieces to mess with, some some spots that we needed filled. We got filled, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and we know, Nate, the Ravens win every draft, according to you. Yeah, I mean, they just – every year, you might as well just – put them in for an A before the draft even starts. You know, I love picking up Zay Flowers in the first round, getting one of the top linebackers in the draft in the third, and then drafting uh, that guard out of USC who has a uh, day two grade on him, but tore his ACL at the combine. Hey, we'll stash him for a year and get that talent on our line next year. Of course. And, you know, I did see a little blurb online today where um, other GMs around the league are tired of all the praise that Eagles GM Harry Roseman is getting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and to be honest with you, I think that's out of line. Do a better job, right? And as a matter of fact, I want you to be hated so much for how well you draft because today we're talking about must draft rookies in your 2023 rookie draft. So we're just going to break it down. These are some guys that Chev, Nate, and I, we're not leaving our drafts without. Not even a little bit. We're going to tell you why, where we're drafting them. And if we have to move around to that pick, what we're going to do, or maybe they fall to us wherever they are. So, Nate, I heard about this guy for the last, like, five days. Yeah. Consistently <laughs> since he got drafted. You are going to make this a thing. I are am. You- I'm going to make it a thing. I, I've talked myself into it. It didn't take very long. Um, you know, I'm going with Tank Bigsby, and I'm not leaving a draft without him. Um, I'm, I'm halfway through my first rookie draft of the season, and you bet it, I picked up Tank Bigsby in the second round. No. So Tank Bigsby, drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, got that day two draft capital we all know and love. But how is with Travis Etienne? What is going to happen? Um, hey, I'm not sure. I've been saying the whole weekend, hey, Doug Peterson got his guy to say, Travis Etienne was drafted by the old regime, Mike. I just want to let you know that we did continuously say Shane Steichen got his guy when he drafted Evan Hall. <laughs> because, you know, JT wasn't his guy. <laughs> um, we had a great time at Nate's house for the draft. Thank you, Nate, for being a gracious host. And uh, by the way, speaking of which, your draft is coming up. Pay, payup.com forward slash Dynasty Room. Pick up our 2023 draft guide. $20, yeah. 74 pages of content. Mm-hmm. Boom. Beautiful. Ooh, anyway, awesome. Continue telling me why you're picking up Chitarius Tank Bigsby. Yeah. So, you know, ETN's there. ETN's not going away. But I think this situation looks better than another situation we saw that looks similar with a rookie coming into where we have Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet in the same backfield. That one is going to be rough because both those guys need volume. I think those, those guys kind of need volume to be top fantasy backs. I think the ETN Tank, they kind of 
they don't overlap as much as Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker. ETN, he's going to have that pass catching, and Tank is going to have the 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 running downs. You know, I think it's going to have that true lightning and thunder, thunder and lightning backfield. I think that's what they're going for because otherwise, why would you put the draft capital into Tank Bigsby there, right? When you have Travis ETN, so I think there's going to be a role for Tank. I think that it can grow. ETN's there; he's good. It's not the ceiling is limited. I have to admit, but ETN's only there two more years unless that fifth year option gets picked. Him, hey. Josh Jacobs did not get his fifth-year option picked up. We've seen that the NFL does not want to pay running backs, you know. So ETN might only be there two years. Don't you know? Don't guarantee that third year just yet. And right now, you can pick up Tank Bigsby mid, late second. I'm pick, taking him mid, um, depending on positional need of your team. But you can definitely pick him up late second right now, um, despite him being a really good running back prospect, top five running back prospect for a lot of people. He's dropping this far, and you can trade Brian Robinson, Cam Akers to get into that spot to upgrade. I think you're running back. I think you can get similar production this season and you get a better dynasty asset than either of those guys going forward. Yeah. I don't, I just want to say, I don't know why people are so down on Brian Robinson. Like I, I get it. He's not anything dynamic. He's starting running back. You know what I mean? And I do agree with what you say. I think uh, to me, Travis Etienne is a guy that he could be productive with like 10 to 12 touches a game because that's the type of player he is. Tank definitely needs the volume. Um, but yeah, you know, you're talking about the Zach Charbonnet situation. Personally, this isn't like wide receivers to me. Like running backs should be happy when other running backs get drafted because all that does is extend their career. They get to play more. You know what I mean? Like look at Ezekiel Elliott. Maybe if he would have had another guy cutting into some of his touches earlier in his career, he wouldn't be a free agent right now. Also, shame on the Cowboys for signing him to such a big contract. <laughs> you knew he wasn't going to live up to, right? Well, but, he wouldn't have got paid if he wasn't the only guy there, though. There's that is true. Did you see Dallas drafting from the Death Star this year? what it was the senate their oh. draft room it looked like uh something from, from the bad man. guys from star trek or whatever <laughs> uh, it's, oh it's, man we just lost trek. half of our yes. audience man i'm sorry guys it's all the same to me <laughs> it's all the same to me i like uh captain kirk though chef what is a player that you are not actually john luke picard was my dude what is a player that you are not leaving your rookie dress without you heard it. Mike likes Kirk Cousins a lot. Captain mm. Kirk. Heard it here first. <laughs> I do. I do, actually. Yeah, but the guy I'm going with is Josh Downs. This guy has been criticized for being too small. He got drafted in the third round with the 79th pick to the Indianapolis Colts. The reason why he fell so far was because of his size, I believe. And, you know, he lands actually in a really good spot, in my opinion. You know, Bob was actually pretty close to getting his dream. The Packers actually had pick seven. And I imagine he was not very happy with what happened right after their pick. Um, it was rough. Yeah, I, I can only the, imagine. That was the Tucker Craft pick, was it not? Yep. Yeah, it was Tucker Craft I think pick. Zach has a video of that. I have, I have a video of it. Oh, you have a video of it. Okay, so if you want to see the video of Bob melting down about the Tucker Craft pick, Nate's going to put that in our Discord, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. A dollar a month gets you access to Bob melting down live in person. I will say the pick that was even better than that was when the Packers picked Sean Clifford. This is great oh, for me. That was special for Mike. Round quarterback factory. I'm sorry. <laughs> no and i i love that pick too i think i texted you pretty close right after that i said i can't imagine what bob is going through right now he's probably just pissed off as could be probably ripped his his shirt but anyways 
you know, the, the Colts don't really have much wide receiver competition. I mean, you, obviously you have Michael Pittman. Then you have Alec Pierce, Isaiah McKenzie, and some guy named Mike Stracha. Or Stratchin, maybe. I don't know. Charlotte. Yeah, he was yeah, like man. a six-round pick a year or two ago. Really hard to find film on. It's like a big, big body catcher type guy, you know? Yeah, and that he's going to be hard to find NFL film on, too, I think. So, <laughs> good spot. <You're> right. <laughs> yep. Good pick for Josh Downs or Joshua Downs here. Not much competition. And, you know, also, I mean, a lot of those guys, those guys are bigger. Pittman's obviously a bigger guy. Alec Pierce is a bigger guy. I saw, I believe on our lads, Isaiah McKenzie was slotted in before Joshua mm-hmm. Downs at this point. But, you know, Isaiah McKenzie struggled to get on the field and be productive. Joshua Downs now has a chip on his shoulder with him being picked later than expected. And, you know, he wants to he wants to be great. You can see in the video where he was drafted, you can tell, like, he's ready to go. He's ready to get to work. He also gets to start his career with a, a rookie QB that, you know, maybe isn't the most accurate at this point. But with Joshua Downs uh, route running, it's going to be very helpful for Anthony Richardson moving forward to find him because Joshua mm. Downs is going to be a player that's going to be open. I mean, some of his best attributes or abilities is route running for me, separation. He's got sticky hands. His ball tracking is incredible and contested catches. So, you know, Anthony Richardson, he doesn't have to throw a perfect ball. Joshua Downs may be small, but, you know, he was a guy that went up for every single ball, made big plays on defenders, and he played bigger than his size, in my opinion. So that's why I love Joshua Downs. I love that he's being doubted now. Now I don't have to draft him in the late first. Now I can pick him up at pick 206 is where it seems to be where he's landing. And, you know, he's going around guys like Luke Musgrave. He's going around guys like Marvin Mims, which – I think Marvin Mims had a heck of a landing spot. I'm, and we'll see what yeah. Mike has to say later. But I, I just love Joshua Downs now that I can get him at the 206. And you're probably seeing him go later in the second two. So Joshua Downs is a guy that I truly love his landing spot. And now I also love that he's being devalued in fantasy football, which is going to help me snag more shares of him later. I do love that pick, and yes, Bob was hoping for it to happen, but it did not. Um, but I absolutely agree, though. I mean, it's a great spot for him. <clears throat> he could be the slot guy, and I think that's the perfect fit for him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly when Anthony Richardson's going to start, but honestly, if Gardner Minshew was to start the season, then I kind of like Josh Downs even more. Like he, Gardner Minshew doesn't have the strongest arm. Joshua Downs wide open in the slot. Mm. Could be a thing for sure. All right, so let's move on to my guy. Chev kind of spoiled a little bit, but I love it. Marvin Mims. No, you do not be sorry, Dar, because I love (laughs) Marvin Mims. I was excited to talk about him. He was the last pick in the second round, but this dude, great ball tracking and amazing hands. And, you know, that coupled with the rumors that the Broncos are uh, shopping Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy's option was picked up today or yesterday. Clyde Edwards-Layer was not. I did see that uh, previously just in case anyone's wondering. He could become relevant sooner rather than later. I do like the weapons that they're assembling out there, though. You know, they got Judy. They got Mims. Uh, you got uh, Greg Dulcich. You guys know I'm a huge fan of as well. So Marvin Mims could be that next guy to slot right in there. He's currently an early to mid-second round pick. And for me, if you're not happy with the back end of the second round, like let's say you don't want like Zay Flowers, Dalton Kincaid, Devon A. Chain, something like that. You can move back. 
get you some extra draft capital, pick up Mims, you know, move around, get Mims plus all that good stuff. But the landing spot to me is just absolutely perfect here. I couldn't think of many other places where he has a path to relevance faster. Curious to see where Cortland Sutton goes. There's a couple of players that I'd be willing to trade away to try to get that second round pick. Um, One of them is Michael Gallup. I'd be interested in moving to get that pick for Marvin Mims. A guy like John Mechie plus maybe if you're not sold on the Houston offense as a whole, although I do love what Houston did to be honest with you in this draft, Donovan people, Jones, I'd like to get out from under him and sky Moore. Interestingly enough, I just made a trade for Sky Moore. I acquired him. It's my first ever Sky Moore share. Okay. Um, so here's my my logic. I just wanted to run this past you guys, see what you think. Everyone's really down on Sky Moore right now. So I'm like, well, he's going into the second year in that offense, right? Second year Andy Reid offense. It's a very complex offense. It takes younger receivers a while. Kadarius Tony's always hurt. They did draft Rasheed Rice. But Sky Moore is a completely different player than Rishi Rice. I'm going to give this a shot, right? Instead of just being like the guy that's like, screw this guy, don't draft him, whatever. I threw out the 210 for Sky Moore. I had a bunch of second round picks in this draft. It's coming up in a few days. Throughout the 210, she countered. I got Sky Moore for the 28. Okay. I'd rather I'm- have the 28. <laughs> I'd rather have Marvin Mims. I'd rather have Josh Downs. I'd rather have. I have, have earlier. I'm going to talk about after you. I have earlier <laughs> second round picks though, where I'm planning on taking Marvin Mims, but I'm willing to to make this move. And if I only had one second round pick, I probably wouldn't. But I have a bevy of second round picks. I think I have two others left. So I'm willing to make the move. It's a young team. It's a young roster might push for, for a playoff spot. So I'm willing to make that move. But still, if you want to get off of Sky Moore, he's a guy, like Nate just said, take that pick, Marvin Mims. You could turn Sky Moore into Marvin Mims. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. but they were showing highlights after he got drafted. The the body control yeah. is just unreal. Where he just goes up and he contorts his body and snags the ball out of the air. Dare I say it's OBJ-esque. Mm. Ooh. Oh, I come from the Brandon Cooks, but OBJ is a whole new level. OBJ at the catch point. Like, I think his route running and, and the way he, he runs is more Brandon Cooks. But then just when the ball is in the air and he's in the air, just watching him twist his body is insanity. I love it. Yeah. Before we move on to Nate's next guy, do you want to hear from Dan? Of course. Of course you do. Who doesn't? Rewinders, welcome to the offseason. It's your boy, Dan. To be at underdog.com right now for your 2023 best ball drafts. 2023 rookies have already been added. I'm here to help you along the way. We're going to give you a promo code rewind all caps for 100% matching deposit up to $100. Come and join me in some drafts. Let's have some fun this offseason. Dan is a fun guy to talk to and hang out with. I assume I've never actually hung out with him in person, but it's great to talk to. Fantastic best ball knowledge too. Like you know how you think best ball is kind of easy. It's just like whatever. No, it's a thing. Like there are there's super intense strategies behind it, and Dan's got it yeah. mastered. He's also mm-hmm. really good at DFS. If you want to hear more from Dan, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where Dan puts all of his work for us. And Nate, 
You got somebody who's going to be doing some work at Lambo. It's not Tucker Ooh, Craft. Not Tucker Craft. We're getting help for Jordan Love. Yeah, we're getting help for Jordan Love, and we got lots of help for Jordan Love. But I think the best help that we got for Jordan Love is Jaden Reed, wide receiver out of Michigan State. This is a guy that I've been a big fan of for the past two years. Um, what makes Jaden Reed great is that he is good at everything. He is good at everything you need a wide receiver to do. He checks all the boxes, and he has elite traits to go with that. He's not just a jack of all trades, master of none. He is, he's, he's, he's not traitsy, toolsy, Mike, toolsy, <laughs> and it's quarterbacks only. You're making traitsy a thing now. Come no, on. we're not making traitsy a thing. Damn. Anyway, Jaden Reed, okay? So if you, if you don't know who Josh Pate is, which a lot of you probably don't who, know who Josh Pate is, he's a uh, journalist for CBS Sports for 24-7, and he covers uh, college football. Great guy. I love his podcast, love his show. He was talking about how um, there's a situation going on in Michigan State right now with their quarterback and their wide receiver both transferring mm -hmm. out and they're transferring the wide receivers transferring because he heard and Michigan state heard from NFL scouts that, Hey, that Jaden Reed kid, if, if he had someone better throwing to him at quarterback, he would have been a first rounder. Okay. Jaden Reed is talented and NFL scouts knew that he was a value being picked up in the second round. And you got to know that he's a value being picked up in your second round as well, because Jaden Reed, he has the ability to play inside and outside. He's going to be playing in the slot mostly in Green Bay, and that is a wide-open position for the Green Bay Packers right there. There is no one in that position right now. Christian Watson's out there playing the X. Romeo Dubs is playing the Z. And Jaden Reed is going to slot literally right into the slot. Okay, And we know that slot receivers get high volume of targets. And high volume of targets equal fantasy points. And I think a young quarterback kind of getting into his groove with this run game and this passing game in Jordan Love He's going to be looking at that slot. He's going to be looking at Jaden Reed, who can make plays near the line of scrimmage, near the first down marker, create yards after the catch. He wins contested catch situations. And Watson, you know, I love Watson. I think he's going to have a lot of great play still. And, you know, he's, he's still going to be a great fantasy asset. But I think that Jaden Reed is going to be the number one wide receiver on that team by the end of the really? season. And he'll be getting more consistent volume week in and week out because of the position that he plays. Christian Watson is going to have more touchdowns. He's going to have those big games. He's going to have higher highs than Jaden Reed. But Jaden mm -hmm. Reed is projected to be a very consistent target. He's going to be a great flex play for you, I think, very, very quickly. And he's a guy I'm very excited to pick oh. up at the late second. It just makes too much sense. This is a position that he slots in. There's literally no one there in front of him. Randall Cobb used to be there, right? There's there's no one there. So Jaden Reed is there. He creates great separation. He's been used down the field. He's also been used close to the line of scrimmage. That's how he played at Michigan State in 2022. You can see the difference there. In 2021, 17.4 yards per catch. In 2022, 11.6. So he's played both roles. He played really well this year at um, Michigan State. So I love this fit. I love the second-round draft capital to really validate his talent. And everything that we're hearing, Green Bay is excited about him. People around the league are excited about him, and they have been for a while now. So he comps for me to Christian Kirk. But I do think – you know, this is going to be crazy – but I think that his 99th percentile ceiling, Jaden Reed, could be a Stephon Diggs-like wide receiver. I do believe that much in Jaden Reed um, with his ability to get open, create yards after the catch, win contested catch situations, great route running. Love this kid. And you can pick him up at the end of the second, early third. You know, in, in some drafts, I'm seeing him drop into the third. You can trade guys like Chase Claypool, Tyler Boyd, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Sky Moore and go upgrade your wide receiver position a ton going forward. Good luck getting past Bo Melton, Jaden Reed. <laughs> exactly. No, and you're right. As of and look, we use our lads a lot here for yeah, the depth charts, both 
NCAA and NFL depth charts. I don't know how they get them so accurate. Um, again, keeping in mind that the NFL does not have to release official depth charts until closer to the season. Right now, Nate is 100% correct. Our lads has Jaden Reed as the starting slot wide receiver, also wearing number 11 in case anyone cares. And they do have another uh, draft pick, Dontavian Wicks, who is Christian Watson's um, direct backup. But look, the, I mean, this wide receiver room is a good wide receiver room when you look at the starting three, but mm-hmm. the depth here scares me if I'm a Packers fan. I'm not a big Dontavian Wicks guy, but I guess if you're putting him on the outside and he's your deep ball, just you know, chuck it up there type guy, he's pretty good at that. And they, we scouted him, and he's a good ball tracker, but the only problem yeah. is when the ball gets there, he has a problem catching it, which as a wide receiver, you're kind of supposed to do. Hey, Christian um, Watson had the same problem, so. And I yeah. love their, yeah, um, I love their tight end room too. I love Luke Musgrave. I thought it was a great landing spot. Um, also, Lou Nichols, running back four on that team. He's got to beat out Patrick. Packers went went offense all across mm-hmm. the board. They did. They're they really did. they're really investing in Jordan Love, and then they, you know, they also go ahead and instead of picking up his fifth year option, extend him for an extra year to give him, you know, that money up front and make that capital a little bit easier for them. They are invested in Jordan Love for two years. We know that they've put talent around him. I think the winner of this draft is also Jordan Love, and people need to remember that. You know, I'm willing to spend a late first for Jordan Love if I need a quarterback, no problem at all. You get two years of starting, and you get a good offense, a lot of offensive pieces around him. They're going to be investing. Remember, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are there, so he has a strong run game to work off of as well. You know, at worst, you end up with Mac Jones. But I I just said that, and you're like, ah, that's not going to happen because – Come on, Jordan Love. Okay, but let's 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 just be completely transparent here. I think Jordan Love has better receivers than Mac Jones does. Exactly. So 100%. fantasy production wise, over the yeah. next two years, I mean, I don't know why you you should you should expect the top sixteen quarterback, which is going to be a good good quarterback three for you, a top twenty quarterback maybe at worst. I would say I, I think mm-hmm. he can hit those numbers. Yeah, no, I, I just don't know with him, man. I, I, I can't get behind anything Green Bay passing game right now. I do like if Jaden Reed could get late round, second round, third round, I'm happy with taking him. But Jordan Love has done nothing. I'm not paying a first for Jordan Love to go out there. He signed a contract because they didn't want to pay him to get it fully extended. They wanted to approve it kind of deal, which I great. Jordan Love should have signed that right off the printer. It's perfect for him. That's what he should have done. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I can't get behind it. He's obviously going to show me if he can or cannot play. He's a little bit higher than me on him at the moment, but I think he's going to be a lot of running. I think it's going to be a lot of A.J. Dillon, a lot of Aaron Jones, and hoping sure. you don't have to pass. Yeah. I, just I mean, not hoping so. I guess the, the one thing that you could think of, like, do you want to take that late first? and go with a guy who's been in the system for two years now and who's getting a shot and hasn't been pressured into a starting role, or do you want to spend that late first-round pick on, like, Will Levis? And I'm a big Will Levis guy, but I think right now that would be a smarter pick. You know what I mean? Like, you could probably trade out, if you think you're a contender, you could trade out of the Bryce Young spot. Like, let's say you had that pick somehow, you traded for it. You could trade out of Bryce Young, turn that into Jordan Love+. Plus. And that, that's a smarter move, in my opinion. But I understand where you're coming from, not 100% trusting it. And I know that that's not coming from a Chicago Bears fan bias either because I know Chef puts his bias aside on this show. So, um, But I see he's where you're coming from. He's not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's not. He's not. He's just he's not. not. But he doesn't have to be. You know, no, like, he look, doesn't have to like, be. I, I think for once the Green Bay Packers, they did the right thing on offense, and they're going to surround the guy with talent. And it's like, 
yeah, well, why do that with Jordan Love? Don't do that with a four-time MVP or anything like that. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's stupid. <laughs> do that. But look, teams do this all the time. You know what I mean? Um, we see guys get signed, and then teams like, well, we are out of money. The Eagles did it with mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. They did it with Donovan McNabb. Mm-hmm. Packers did it with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I'm sure it will happen to someone else again. Um, yeah. but Chev, love where your heart is at with this next Oof. pick. Probably, tugging at my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Tell me who you have to have in your drafts. And the greatest thing about this guy is you can get him in the fifth round. He's not going to be a guy that you have to spend a lot of big draft capital on. It's going to be Charlie Jones. He went to the Cincinnati Bengals. He's from Purdue. He went in round four, and he was the 131st pick. I think he lands in one of the better landing spots. Tyler Boyd is a guy that is in his last year of his contract. Not sure they have the capital to sign him. I mean, they have to find a way to to pay. I believe Burrow hasn't been paid yet, and I believe Chase is going to have to get paid at some point. I think they'd rather just wait and just find another guy that could be the third man. It's not too hard. A lot of good wide receivers coming out of the draft these days. And Charlie Jones is one of those guys. I mean, he's just a guy that he knows how to get open. That's the best thing about him. He knows how to manipulate the defense. He knows how to read their zones, where the soft spot is, and how can I make plays. He's a guy that had a lot of back shoulder catches. He's a guy that just made plays down the field. When 50-50 balls were going up, he was a guy that came with came down with them most of the time. So, you know, if you're the Bengals and you're trying to find a guy to possibly replace Boyd, Charlie Jones is a good pick because yep. he's a guy that can get open. And I mean, just think about it. You got T. Higgins, you got Jamar Chase. There's gonna be a lot of room for Charlie Jones to get open in the next few years, if he can stay healthy and he can get on the field. That's all he needs to do. He needs to find a way to impress these coaches, find a way to get on the field. And I think he's destined to be that wide receiver three for them. I don't think they'll have to spend capital to go get another guy, especially if you have those two big dogs already there. And you get Joe Burrow as your quarterback. So nothing better than that at this point. And like I said, you don't have to spend a second or a third. This guy is going late fourth. And he's going in the fifth rounds. He's a guy, I mean, I'm trading Zay Jones. I'm trading Romeo Dubs, Van Jefferson, Michael Gallup, Greg Dortch, who played <laughs> well last year. But those are Greg guys Dutch. you could trade for the fifth round pick. Yeah. Like, and that's what it's going to take to go get Charlie Jones. And I'm perfectly fine trading those players to get a guy that has potential in the next year. He's going to sit on, he's probably going to sit on your your uh, taxi slot this next year, but it's perfectly fine. He has production in the next few years. I think he can turn into a pretty good good wide receiver that gives you some flex possibilities, but it just comes down to him getting on the field there. I did a Patreon show like a couple of days before the draft talking about late round targets. Him and Will Mallory mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. two of them, and at that point in time, Charlie Jones had no ADP. Yeah. Not even drafted in rookie drafts. Um, but yeah, looking at their depth chart, he is listed behind Tyler Boyd as a slot wide receiver. By the way, Chase Brown, RB2, yeah, now Travion Williams and Chris Evans. Um, but he is also, Charlie Jones, that is, listed as the starting punt and kick returner, too. Um, so Ooh, just something for the kick return leagues. <laughs> I'm in one of those. Hey, That's Devin awesome. Duvernay was scoring me so many points to start the season last year. Oh my really? gosh. And I feel like no one even knew it. I was just starting Duvernay in my flex. He was always projected for like seven points. Then he would end up with like 25 points because he's just returning 
punts and kicks, and he was also hey, scoring touchdowns. What is the at that psychopath point. doing? I was just like, no one knows what's going on right now. It's great. There you go. If you are in kick return leagues, Charlie Jones is your great dude. stash. Got your right, points. So we got one more here, and it would be a Dynasty Rewind show without me talking about tight ends. And I'm actually going to talk about a Dallas Cowboys tight end. Ooh. Luke Schoenmacher. I know it's Schoenmaker, but in Pennsylvania, we would say Schoenmacher. That's how we roll. Went to the Dallas Cowboys in the second round. Admittedly, we had not scouted him. He was on our list, um, but he wasn't really getting a lot of hype. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't want to sit here and say we only talk about players that get hyped up. We listen to credible sources, NFL scouts. We hadn't – Nate, did you heard anything about this dude really? Before yeah, the yeah. So I, I – I had heard about him. I had watched a little bit about him. And I, I know Bob had, Bob had uh, knew that he had gone into some top 30 visits. You know, teams were talking to him. But, you know, there was a lot of tight ends that we scouted. Shoemaker was on there. But we definitely got excited <laughs> once we started watching him after he got drafted, didn't we, Mike? So that night, he gets drafted. And we're like, well, we got we to gotta talk about this guy, right? Start watching the film. Fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. So he, he was amazing. Look. Titans matter, as I've been telling you, and as the, the NFL told you, they correct me if I'm wrong, more Titans got drafted this year than running backs. I, I believe so. I believe so. Insanity. Complete insanity. He's a physical, sure-handed tight end with unique separation ability. I'm watching this dude just be wide open in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Like the linebacker's like, I'm not even gonna try. I don't understand. Now, obviously, that's not going to be the case in the NFL. But still, with his frame, his physicality, his ability to separate, I think he's the starting tight end right off the rip. He has to be a Jake Ferguson, who we liked. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Peyton Hendershot, if I remember correctly, was a UDFA last year. He mm-hmm. showed some flashes. But when Dalton Schultz was injured, the Dallas Cowboys were lacking a big play tight end. Yeah. That offense is a lot better when their tight end is productive. This guy can be better than Dalton Schultz. By the way, yeah. Dalton Schultz, kind of a sneaky buy low in houston right now cj stroud needs pass catchers mm-hmm. that wide receiver room is not that great why not dalton schultz if you could if you guys could get dalton schultz for like a mid to late third round pick right now would you do it if you can yeah it's beautiful yeah. maybe yeah. if you can i mean I, yeah. I haven't checked but i have him in a couple spots so i'm content with that um go get dalton schultz too so he's currently going in the mid to late fourth round i was talking to my man nick burnett he's in a couple leagues it was the sixth round of his rookie pick. It had IDP. He's getting Luke Schumacher in the sixth round. And I understand that IDP drives guys back a little bit, but guys, this is a starting tight end in the NFL, yep. right? Um, so he's going in the mid to late fourth round. So if you don't like anything in the back in the third, trade back, grab Luke Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like I'm actually happy anywhere in the fourth round. I'm probably not going to take him any earlier than like the th- 310 yeah. maybe a tad earlier if it's a tight end premium mm-hmm. but then they're going to take the big guys like sam laporta's off the board luke musgraves off the board dalton kincaid went way early and then i've noticed like with tight end premium stuff there's that gap yeah but people yeah. seem to forget about this guy Britton strange also oddly got second round draft capital somehow um but definitely get luke schumacher i, I anywhere in the fourth round if you have a fifth round i wouldn't wait till the fifth to draft him the fifth, you can get like Will Mallory there, to be honest with you, who I loved his landing spot too, going to Indy. They needed a guy. Um, but anywhere in the fourth round, I wouldn't wait longer than the four or six personally because then you might lose. Yeah. So that's it. I got to talk about a wide receiver I love and a tight end. There you go. 
It's a good day. It's a beautiful Happy day. Be back on our regularly scheduled Wednesday and Friday releases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have anything else they want to add about the draft before we wrap it up? Can't wait for the 2024 one. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. The Patreon's already blowing up for that. I just want to say thank you to everybody in our Discord, man. I I know it's a crazy community, a lot of people in there, but everybody's looking to help each other out in there, and we don't have Mm -hmm. to be the sole people telling people advice. We have so many people, so I just want to give a shout-out to those guys, man. It's been a a blessing to have that. Yeah, yeah. Discord community is great, and we would love if you were a part of it as well. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. You get a 10% discount if you sign up for a full year. If you sign up for just the $1 tier, which is just the Discord, $10.80. Mm. Mm. Steal. So nice. How could you not? How could you not? SeatGeek.com, if you want to go to the XFL Championship game next week, watch the DC Defenders bring it home. $20 off first mm. purchase. Link is down below. Hey, again, buy a rookie guide. This is amazing. 74 pages of comment. Content, Mike. <laughs> Bayhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Check out underdog fantasy promo code rewind for 100% match on your first deposit up to $100 and come kick it with us again in the Discord. So until next time, everybody, for Chef Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thanks for watching.